Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. In today's video, I'm interviewing Russ, who is uh, a digital nomad and also a YouTuber. He has his own channel called Travel, Travel Banana, and he's currently based in South Korea. So uh, I'm coming to you live from Koh Samui, my home base in Thailand, and um, look forward to interviewing Russ today. So Russ, where are you in, in South Korea specifically? Uh, so I'm in Daegu right now, which is the fourth uh, largest city in Korea. Okay. And, yeah, I'm just in a in a cafe right now. Cool. So you're coming to do digital nomad, hanging out at a coffee shop in yep. uh, South Korea. Is that near Busan? It's yeah, it's about an hour from Busan by train. Okay. So pretty close. Haven't been to South Korea yet, but I would love to visit sometime soon. Yeah, so, yeah, the digital nomad scene is, I'm not quite sure about the digital nomad scene. It's, it doesn't seem as like vibrant as Thailand or Bali mm -hmm. or places like that, but. Of course, yeah. like yeah. Bali is just <laughs> blowing up. Even before the pandemic, I was there for, you know, a couple months and it was so busy. It was just every all the digital nomads were hanging out at coffee shops and working on their laptops okay. <laughs> pretty interesting okay place. yeah i haven't haven't been there yet but it's my next destination it. for sure yeah so let me just first start out by asking you uh what inspired you to become a digital nomad in the first place well i think i think that started when um you know after i graduated i ended up doing like uh a year contract teaching over in Japan. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, that was just, uh, that was sort of my first time living abroad. I'm from the US. So um, just that one year living in Tokyo, Japan, it was like a huge, uh, like mind opening, expansive experience. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I bet. this is really cool. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, you know, came back to the U.S. for a little bit and, you know, I was kind of thinking of starting maybe a more traditional career path and like mm -hmm. just find a normal job. And then um, I was researching a little about digital nomads. You know, I yeah. think I probably just saw a YouTube video or some article online and then and then that sort of opened up a whole a whole new world for me. Where I'm like, oh, this is it's actually possible to, you know, just work online, Absolutely. be location independent and travel anywhere. Awesome. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And this is like the first time in pretty much the whole span of human history that <laughs> it's possible to you know, make sure. an income now in one currency. Yeah. Now I have read some anywhere. statistics where it says there's like 35 million digital nomads around the world now. And this trend is continuing to accelerate. Uh, it's gaining more and more momentum as people realize they don't have to be tied down to an office in a single location. Right. And right, again, exactly. it's accelerated that, right? Right, right. So yeah, now I can't, uh, I really can't imagine myself just like going back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and you know, with all the expenses there. Yeah, you're preaching to the living. choir. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like once you have a taste of the digital nomad life, it's like it's really hard to go back. So exactly, you can pretty much yeah. live and work remotely from anywhere in the world as long as you have a remote job lined up or you have some some paying clients back in the states or wherever. It's uh, right. definitely right. easy to do. Yeah, I would say easy, but it's doable, right? Yeah, do well becoming I guess it's becoming easier, like as all the mm -hmm. tools come in, all the technology advances and more companies so go online. How long have you been based in South Korea and are you traveling around a little bit or you mostly just stay in in Korea? For the um well I've been in Korea, it's been what, three months, three or four months? Now in Korea, and I'm actually um, I'm actually working at a school right now, temporarily. Okay. I have another four months of that, so you know I'll kind of like go back and forth sometimes between like you know teaching at some school for like maybe six month contract or so, and then and then switching back to like doing online remote work. Uh huh. What are you, are you teaching English in the school system? Yeah, I'm teaching English right now. Mm -hmm. This is yeah, quite so a, I guess go ahead. Not, not quite, I, I think it's quite, sort of like a hybrid digital nomad setup I got going because it's, yeah, of course I'm not like fully free. Yeah, I have to actually go to a school, school right school. now, but. There's another I mean, site yeah. uh, you may have heard of it already. It's called Cambly. Oh, right. Yeah, you I, use, use I use that sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that just allows you to teach English online. I have some friends over here in Samui who were using it for a while, making a pretty good living just teaching English to people all over the world online. Right, right. Yeah, there's so many websites like that, like Cambly. I mean, Cambly is probably the biggest one, but... Um, yeah, there's tons of companies and schools going remote. So, so did you already have that position lined up before you, you know, booked your flight over to Korea, or is it something that you just found when you were already there? Uh, no, I had it lined up before. So they actually cool. paid for the flight to come here, which was part of the reason why I took the offer. Uh huh. So, um, nice, nice. Yeah. So um, next question is, uh, tell me a little bit more about your background. Like, what did you study in school and, and those sorts of things? Or Okay, sure. Well, I, I studied uh, film studies, which oh. I, I never actually ended up using in my career. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it did give me the degree, which, you know, allowed me to get a lot of visas for a lot of these countries I've traveled to. So um yeah and then yeah started with english teaching over in uh japan did that for a couple of years and then uh and then from there i was kind of like exploring uh kind of online means of making an income so i did mm -hmm. some you know freelance teaching uh, i started a fiverr account i was doing um like freelance video editing okay yeah um, this is good. Yeah, yeah, so Fiverr income. Right, yeah. The only thing it's not uh it's not like a steady income. It's kinda like 
it fluctuates a lot. So that's kind it of it does. Yeah. I haven't really used Fiverr all that much. Another one is Upwork. And oh yeah. Upwork too. That's quite competitive and you have to submit a bunch of proposals to get anywhere to actually get the clients. So I haven't really yeah, much yeah. that one, but uh, you could do pretty well with it if you have the right strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'll probably haven't dived into that yet, but um, yeah, and I guess I was you know, doing the freelance online teaching and just, you know, there's like so many random ways to make money online, like doing surveys, uh, signing up for <laughs> research studies, you know, it's kind uh, of uploading here. There's so many different uh, ways to make money online. Like, which ones do you choose? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's incredibly overwhelming. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then I was yeah doing like digital nomad life for a while in South America, Costa Rica. I was doing the you know fully remote work for about four or five months. You know, yeah, just, I think this is something we talked about um, offline last week. Uh, you were you said that you were backpacking through South America or just traveling around South America for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, and that and, was all, all thanks to um, you know Fiverr, Cambly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's some some Chinese teaching companies that unfortunately they kind of went went under due to some government regulations yeah uh, so that's too bad so that's no longer yeah. available for for uh the website yeah down yeah unfortunately because they they did pay like probably about double what cambly pays so mm. <laughs> that's kind of a that was what, kind of a big some of your what were some of your favorite countries in south america that you visited um well, South America, I guess, well, I guess I'll, I was also in kind of like Central America and mm -hmm. Mexico as well. So, <laughs> I mean, but South America, probably Peru is pretty cool. Yeah, Peru is amazing. I've been there three, four times. Did yeah. You to Machu Picchu? Of course. Right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Machu Picchu, Cusco, Lima. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Then it was in... So Central America, I was in uh, what, Costa Rica for a while. Amazing beaches there. Yeah, definitely. And good surfing, too. Did you go to Tamarindo? Yeah, yeah, I was in Tamarindo. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge surfer, so that was uh, <laughs> some Me of those either. waves were a little intimidating. Yeah, that was <laughs> but, actually where yeah. I took my first surfing lesson, but it's... Uh, it's not it, it takes a lot of practice to become skilled at it yeah for sure for sure and over here in Samui, we don't really have good waves for surfing you'd have to go to like phuket or somewhere on the andaman side of the country mm, right but, right cool cool yeah and then Me mexico is great too i love mexico yeah just the culture yeah. there Tulum great is beautiful, right? You got you yeah, know, Tulum is great. Very vibrant. Mexico and, City, Oaxaca. Yeah, uh -huh. internet wasn't great though. There, that was my only issue. Huh. Internet speed in Mexico it was I'm much better in Peru and uh, Costa Rica, surprisingly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, obviously in Mexico, there's been most of the digital nomads, I would say, from the U.S. or Canada, just flock on down, flock down to Mexico because they've had fully open borders. Very the entire pandemic, everybody's going down there. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a great place yeah. for the pandemic to go. For mm -hmm. sure, like no quarantine, no testing. So excellent. Well, obviously, like Thailand was very the lots of travel restrictions to come over here, and um, now it's fully open. Don't, you don't have to no vaccine, anything like that. So right, Anyways, right. Yeah, I was there before the pandemic for a bit. Okay. I haven't been so i'll definitely come back soon awesome so um let's see i have a few other questions prepared here okay sure. and uh, yeah so just tell me a little bit more i think a lot of my viewers would be interested in uh the, the teaching teaching english abroad right which is something that you already have experience with so right, can you just yeah. tell me a little bit more about that. Like what, what are the, how, how do you get the job and those sorts of things? Oh, sure. Do so you enjoy teaching English on, abroad? Right. Yeah. So basically, um, basically you just need a bachelor's degree for most countries. Mm -hmm. I know there's, there's a couple that, don't require a bachelor's degree. I think like Cambodia is one, uh, maybe Mexico is another, but, um, but yeah, I think teaching English is like a really great way to transition into the digital nomad life. If you're mm -hmm, like, interested mm -hmm. in, you know, becoming a fully, uh, remote digital nomad, you know, teaching English is a great way to just kind of, you know, actually get abroad you know get set up in a different country like thailand or korea japan and it's sure. and it's a and, universal language right so everybody in order to be competitive <clears throat> in the job market for example you need to at least speak a little bit of english so you're teaching people skills that they can take for many years right exactly yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you can pretty much you know, find a job in any country that's not a, you know, not a native English speaking country already. Um, For sure. Yeah. And the, yeah, especially in Asia. And yeah, it's, it's pretty easy to get set up to and find a school that's willing to sponsor your visa and sometimes even pay for your flight over, uh, awesome. pay for your apartment. And then, yeah. And then you, like now I'm, I'm working like 32 hours a week. So not even full time, really. So I have some, you know, extra time on the side to focus on, you know, my online freelance work, like video editing, building a YouTube channel, hobbies um, and passions. Yeah, hobbies and passions. Good to have for some sure. flexible time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, so yeah, I think teaching English is a great like transition for anyone sure. interested. Yeah. I'm working about 12 hours a week at the, my current, the company I'm working for in Thailand. So it's not even Oh, hard. <laughs> oh you got um, the dream. Very <laughs> lucky. <laughs> I'm the yeah. social media manager for a company over here. They do virtual tours for luxury hotels and resorts. So oh, I'm really like happy that. to have gotten this opportunity. It took me about three years to finally oh. get work permit. So, oh wow, not an easy feat 
Right. Yeah. I remember Thailand, the visas were they're pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah. Like during the pandemic, I was basically getting COVID extensions for two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just kept extending my tourist visa, going back to immigration mm -hmm. every 60 days, extending it mm -hmm. because I really didn't have any interest in going back to the U.S. And the cost right. of living yeah. there is crazy high. So. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up going back to the U.S. when the pandemic uh -huh. started, and that was I spent about two years there. <laughs> okay. So you kind of ended up getting stuck what? in the U.S. for a while because of COVID. yeah. I ended up getting stuck in the U.S. for a while, and then you know, I, which was kind of interesting though. I ended up um, having sort of a nomadic adventure mm. in the U.S. Um, oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> Tell which was pretty that. cool so i i ended up um you know just doing like uber and lyft and uh you know food delivery because it's just mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some, something you can just hop onto and i figure out I'll, I'll just you know make some money really quick with this flexible schedule and then um yeah Right, in the gig economy. And then what I realized is you can actually do it in any state. You're not kind of limited to just the state you sign up in. So uh -huh. I ended up doing a, a whole road trip across the U.S. Um, wow. Put a, oh, put awesome. a mattress in the back of the car. Yeah. <laughs> and I ended up just camping, going to like national parks, uh, going oh, to a bunch oh, of different nice. cities. And then... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fully funded by um, Uber Eats. <laughs> so that was. That I haven't was heard of this one before. That's that's quite a creative solution. Yeah, so that was that was pretty fun. That was a little extreme. Cause, I mean, uh huh. It's your, but yeah, it sounds car, like an but... amazing adventure, right? And you're you're able to make oh, money yeah. just delivering food to people in different states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that was, that was kind of my. Uh, I made the most of being back in the u.s during the pandemic so uh -huh. <laughs> that was that was kind of my uh my little adventure i had when i couldn't cool. get out of the u.s so but. yeah i was yeah, similar like when i was living in austin i was delivering i was picking up people on uber and lyft and mm -hmm. a couple times i drove over to california and like you say uh, they didn't really have restrictions on where you could uh do the you know what is it called like picking people up oh right yeah sharing. right so i like picked up some people in hollywood took them you know back to their house pretty cool oh like, awesome. yeah but that's yeah, it's, it's like, a good way. yeah. and what are, what were some of your favorite national parks there's so many it's one of my favorite things about america actually is the national parks yeah right it did it did definitely give me a, like a new appreciation for the u.s just the natural mm -hmm. beauty of it is um it's pretty incredible yeah, yeah that's so one thing I yeah right yeah in asia not well there's there's beautiful places of course but u.s is just so massive and, yes so yeah i guess like grand canyon was that was pretty amazing uh-huh did you go to Please. zion in utah zion national Park? uh no i didn't make it up to utah so. oh, that one's that one's amazing 
And then obviously Yosemite. So All right, Yosemite. Yeah, I didn't go one. there. Mm -hmm. It's a, a Joshua tree. Joshua tree. Joshua tree. Yeah, very California. Very, it's kind of like in the desert, right? It's very hot. Right in the desert. Yeah. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, that was pretty too. cool. Yeah. And as a photographer, desert. like that's. Oh, right, yeah, that's can't cool. beat it, right? It's photographer's dream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, yeah, I, I wish I had bought a camera for that. <laughs> there, missed, missed a chance there. Right, I was just doing iPhone photography, I guess. But that works too, yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I mostly shoot everything with this <clears throat> phone right here. It's a Xiaomi 11T Pro, so it's a Chinese made phone. Oh has a 108 megapixel camera on it. No, oh, that's awesome. Takes amazing photos, videos, works great. Nice. So, yeah, I, did, I did have my drone actually. I got some oh, like good, yeah, amazing put, drone footage. As you know, videos. technically illegal to fly drones in national parks, but oh, as right, long yeah. as you don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, kind of be sneaky about it but <laughs> wouldn't recommend it yeah i've done that before but uh so another question i had to ask is like what is i was curious what is the digital nomad scene like in south korea is it <clears throat> vibrant up and coming or kind of not not a lot going on there mm, yeah i haven't um i think i haven't really explored too deep into it because i'm not in the major city right now i i imagine like seoul or busan maybe there's a bigger scene could be the nomads but yeah but i think um i think it's a pretty good place to be a nomad actually i think it's a very underrated country to do remote work because you know how the rent is pretty um affordable uh-huh you know much much lower than japan uh there's i would there's a yeah. ton of cafes everywhere like on this one street there's like six or seven different cafes like all wow. different um yeah like maybe I'll, I'll show you this what this cafe looks like it's like yeah it's like show massive wow. yeah it's this huge it's almost like a co-working space looks like yeah it's it's basically a co-working space without being a co-working space. They've got like these private booths and these couches everywhere. Very nice. Uh, Wi-Fi wi speeds amazing here. So, yeah. yeah, much better than the last time we talked. It was uh, cutting in and out, but now your Wi-Fi speed is probably like 300 megabits per second at least. Yeah, something like that. Live stream. So, so yeah, I think Korea's is a pretty underrated place to be in for digital i'm nomads. looking at uh nomad list right now are you familiar with nomad list yeah 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 and uh seoul, seoul south korea is ranked at number eight which is very good no. okay. kind of surprising yeah. but uh and then we've got bangkok coming in at number one okay <laughs> and lisbon at number four but yeah, Korea is quite a ways up there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. It's a it's a good place to be a nomad. I would say. Tons of hiking too. Than if you like hiking. Yeah, being a nomad in North Korea, that would be 
an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think the internet works. There, so. mm -hmm. <laughs> Extreme censorship. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You Having think to make it over to North Korea. I mean, I, I'm sure the regulations just to get over there are are very strict. Uh, I don't even right. know. Well, they actually banned. Like, I think they banned Americans from entering uh, a few years ago. Okay. Damn. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crushing my dreams. Your dreams of going to North Korea are are over. But. Uh huh. Yeah, but you actually used to be able to go. Yeah, to go like on a on a tour uh -huh. with like a chaperone the whole time. And yeah, somebody has to but, follow you around the whole time. There's a yeah, there's yeah. a travel vlogger. He goes by Drew Binsky. Do you know about his? YouTube oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow his stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. He did the, he did the marathon. Inspiring. Yeah, very yeah. inspiring guy. Right? He's traveled to every country in the world. In the I think he's in the Guinness Book of World Records. And he's you know he's been to North Korea. He's an American citizen. But obviously Great. he has connections. Well, well he got in there. before the ban. Probably, yeah, it was probably before yeah. that happened. Yeah, so he's, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I watched some of his videos. Yeah, I like his videos, always yeah. interesting. Yeah, like he's every time he's like hanging out with Aboriginal tribes in the African rainforest or just like these crazy videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh oh we, we lost connection for a bit yeah just for a second there yeah <laughs> but yeah i have trying to think of other questions i have to ask uh oh yeah tell us more about your youtube channel travel banana what inspired you to create that channel oh and great talk about on it um well that's sure, just okay. sort of a that's just sort of been a hobby of mine. I just love, you know, video editing since I was a kid, um, uh -huh. you know, uploading. And I had one of the first YouTube channels when it came out back in like 2007 or six. And I really? just, yeah, I just upload videos then and then, but that got deleted, unfortunately. But, oh, damn. What happened? Yeah. It just, they got, they were really oh, I, I don't, it was some copyright issue or something uh, i don't know yeah i think youtube just yeah, went through like a sort of a purging time where it was just deleting a lot of old channels mm -hmm. yeah now youtube's like a totally different space now but um that's that's good but yeah Cop copyright strikes will get you they can they're pretty strict about that sometimes yeah yeah so now I've, i'm kind of back on youtube with uh the travel banana brand <laughs> just started uh, a year ago. You know, I, did, I was just kind of filming some vlogs when I was traveling through um, like Mexico with my girlfriend. And then uh -huh. uh, some of the videos got a bunch of views, surprisingly. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then yeah, um, we'll keep it up then. That's it. Yeah. And so now I'm, now I'm just kind of like trying to keep it up with like, you know, sharing little, um, little experiences uh -huh. during my travels like visiting cafes uh you know places in korea you know interesting cultural points i come across documenting the lifestyle in korea i see yeah, I yeah. See one video about getting scammed in seoul south korea 
Oh yeah, yeah, I did get scammed twenty dollars in in Seoul. <laughs> so that was that was fun. <laughs> uh huh. And you do interviews as well, right, with other nomads? Yeah, right, so. I just I started a podcast series as well. Just so pretty much what you're doing. So cool. You know, just uh, yeah, I'm kind of just experimenting with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. See, you, you know, just trying to you know, create stuff too. Like, how, how do I you meet guests? Uh, how do you connect with guests to interview on the channel? Is it mostly online or just? Yeah, I just reach around? out on. I just reach out to people on Instagram. I'll just put in like hashtag digital nomad. Uh-huh. And I'll scroll through, see if anyone looks interesting, and then I'll just drop a DM. And it can yeah. be as easy as that, right? Yeah, it's it's really easy. It's really easy. So yeah, so I guess that's what I'm working on. Like uh, you know, podcasts, travel vlogging, travel tips, um, YouTube short videos. Cool. And yeah, are just exploring with, uh, the space. Are you familiar with Substack? Have you heard of Substack? Uh, I've heard of it. I'm not. It's um, it's kind of forget like, what it uh, is. It's kind of like a new where you can get paid for writing newsletter, and they also have a podcast section in there as well. So, what I've been doing is I'm actually just taking my taking my interviews on the YouTube channel, converting them into audio, and then putting them up on Substack as a podcast as well. So, oh, okay. And then you can build your email list of subscribers and and grow it, grow your subscriber base that way. Okay. So, yeah. Right. I gotta. I gotta concept. start that too. Got it. Yeah, you can check out Substack. I just started right. with it recently. Yeah. Hmm. It's an idea. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm still in the you know very experimental phase of mm-hmm. the whole thing, but that's how it all starts. Yeah, there's like so much out there. It's the whole world. It's a digital and, nomad yeah, life. Starting, is, yeah. starting the YouTube channel is is the hardest part, right? You got to take that first step. And then from there, it's just about consistently putting out new content. Yeah. To, uh, yeah feed the exactly. algorithm, if you will. Yes, feed the algorithm. That's <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. <laughs> so, what does a what does a day in your life look like in Korea? Like, do you have a sort of like a daily root, morning routine or anything like that, or is it kind of just you know? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's kind of my my struggle is um, mm-hmm. having a routine because <laughs> I'm I'm a yeah, very spontaneous person in general. Yeah. I love like kind of just going with the flow and then just like following whatever you know interests me in the moment. Sure, sure. So you know, it's been it's been good and bad to live that way. <laughs> been pros and cons uh-huh. for sure. But yeah, I mean, now I guess I'm. Yeah, I'm just kind of focusing on, uh, you know, creating content. I try to balance the creation and consumption. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch a lot of YouTube. I like I watch a lot of content for digital nomads, like podcasts and stuff. But same here. Uh, yeah, but I think it's good to like have a balance. You know, creating and consuming. So I'm kind of trying to work on that balance. That's why I've been. You know, working on a YouTube channel, podcast, and just sort of like sharing the things I'm learning too. That's great. Process. 
Yeah, it is kind of a delicate balance to yeah, obviously there's so many distractions coming at you all the time. Um, yeah, exactly. exactly. On YouTube, yeah. you scroll through everything and you're like, oh, this video got this many number of views. Why is yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, it's just that. how can I get and, yeah, yeah. And I guess now I have like uh, I have four months left of this kind of this teaching job I'm doing. So okay, that's kind of my deadline now to um, you know, get some income coming in like steadily online. So do you have uh, some passive so-called passive income? streams that you're like using right now online uh passive income mm, not not really any passive income i mean like i've used it's kind like of a misleading stuff. term you know right like, it is youtube isn't really passive because you have to be creating the content all the time it's not like it's just free money right yeah um, exactly exactly so I'm, I'm thinking maybe creating some sort of like maybe like an online course or, uh -huh. some, or some sort of digital product. Yeah, yeah. Can, you know, to at least get some some kind of passive income, even if it's only like 20 bucks a month or something. But, sure, it's better than nothing, right? Right, right, but. There's yeah, a platform I'd recommend, it's called Gumroad. Have you heard of Gumroad? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Haven't tried it yet. I've, yeah, I've been using it for a while. I've got multiple courses and things up there, but I'm not really getting any sales on them for whatever reason. Uh, okay. Yeah, I so, guess marketing is uh, a big part too. It is. Yeah. Like actually getting the traffic to the site is, I would say, one of the hardest parts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah, it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. <laughs> sure. But I would say like just starting with the first one, make sure that that's successful. It's generating a little bit of income, right? And then mm -hmm. move on to the next one. This is the mistake that I've made where the first one's not really successful yet. And then I just create another one and another one and another one. Okay, you're right. Yeah, so, it's easy to get overwhelmed by like doing everything. Mm -hmm. so, exactly. Yeah, so I'm trying to like kind and of find a niche. Right, finding the niche, very important. So. Cool. so how much is a coffee in South Korea, like roughly on average? Uh, well, this one was, how much was this? This was, <laughs> uh, hold on, I got to convert this. <laughs> 500. Oh, so this was this was four dollars and twenty six cents. Okay, yeah, not bad. It was a, little, a little more That's expensive pretty, than pretty affordable. Yeah, this is like a, a vegan oat latte, so it's a little fancier. <laughs> uh -huh. But yeah, typically it's like two or three dollars for a regular coffee. Also drinking a coffee from Seven uh, Eleven. They have pretty good coffee at Seven Eleven over here. You'd be surprised. Okay. Yeah, I remember I used to get oh, like, like a dollar. They used to give me coffee in a bag in Thailand. Yeah, I've also there. got the the. They give you the bag too, so that if you're driving a motorbike, you can just hang it from your handlebars. You know. Oh, is that what it's for? <laughs> That's, so it's okay. easy to carry around, and you don't spill it everywhere. 
Okay. That's basically the reason. Okay. But yeah, you said that, you know, was it after the pandemic you came to Thailand for a while? Or before? Oh, no, that was before. before. Okay. So, okay. so you've yeah, already so been that was, inside. Yeah, exactly. So I was teaching and I, I did actually plan to be a digital nomad after my teaching contract, but then uh, I ended up getting this sort of volunteer opportunity on a cruise ship that came oh, up. Wow. So, yeah, so I ended up taking that. How did um, that come about? Uh, well, that was just something I applied for. Um, okay, okay. You know, from working in Japan, it was a Japanese sort of NGO, so. Um, I heard yeah, that you can be on a cruise ship and it takes you anywhere all over the world and it's just like volunteer based, but you get to travel pretty much anywhere. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I did. I ended up going to like 20 countries or so all around the world. Wow. So, so that was awesome. that was pretty cool. But yeah, there's there's like a alternate universe, I guess, where I ended up staying in Thailand and being a digital nomad. <laughs> but <laughs> I took the <laughs> volunteer cruise ship. I don't blame you. If you, you know, if I had an opportunity like that, I would jump for it as well. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after that was 2020 and then mm -hmm. pandemic. So <laughs> you went back to yeah. the US, kind of just get, was back there a few years and then took off for South Korea for this teaching gig. Great. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I guess now I'm going to just, you know, pursue being a digital nomad, whether that's having to teach online or, you know, mm -hmm. building the YouTube channel out. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having a home base too. Like, you know, I've, I've been over in Thailand for over three years now and I, I haven't really been traveling all that much. So that's why I don't really consider myself a digital nomad anymore. Great. More like a digital yeah. expat living in Thailand, you know. Yeah, but yeah, can always at least pick you it have the option at any time. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. yeah, having that option, that freedom to just like leave whenever you want is, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like priceless. And it's kind of nice to have a home base somewhere that you can hang your hat, so to speak. You know, a place to come back to, and then just kind of bounce around, come back to your home, home away from home. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you own the home you're in in Thailand or no, is it like a rental? Renting. Still renting the place. Uh, I would actually like to buy a house here eventually. It's, I mean, compared to the, the cost of buying a house in the U S it's, it's nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. I've watched on the paradise Island. It's less than, yeah. you know, you can find a nice house for less than 10 million baht, which is roughly $300,000 USD. And it's got like, you know, your own private pool and two, three bedrooms close to the beach. It's like, why, wow. <laughs> why wouldn't I do that instead of? <laughs> yeah. 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 I was looking at like some countries that you can buy a house really cheap, like Japan, they have like free houses you can actually buy. Yeah, I heard about this. What's the deal with that? How, how does that work? Uh, well, there's because, um, yeah, I guess Japan, there's a lot of urban migration. So everyone flocks to like Tokyo or the big cities and like 
mm-hmm. the countryside areas are pretty much ghost towns. Like only ah. old, really old people live there, and yeah, so they're just pretty much just giving houses away for free in the countryside. Which is so they pretty much built too too many housing developments, too many housing developments for the number of people. Right. Yeah, and Japan's population is also like declining because uh-huh. they're not having it children anymore so (laughs) yeah so like all those factors combined more of an elderly population they're not having enough kids to replace the people that are dying right right exactly so you can get and um yeah i guess japanese people tend to prefer to buy new houses rather than like the older houses so Mm -hmm. so you can get free houses do you have to be a citizen in the country or no, I was researching it actually. You don't have to be a citizen. You don't even need uh-huh. a visa. You can just buy oh, really? it. As, yeah. <laughs> and you can you can stay in Japan, I think uh 180 days mm-hmm. of the year as a tourist. So So what is that? 6 months? So yeah, six, 6 months 6 months total. So yeah, yeah, I was just researching it a bunch last week. So <laughs> not a bad option if you think about it, right? Uh, just right. Yeah, I obviously have to renovate the place. I'm sure it's a total mess. A lot of them yeah, are. yeah, a lot of them definitely need renovation. But um, there are some pretty nice ones that are actually like not too countryside. Decent. That you can get like maybe thirty, forty thousand US dollars. So. Huh. I've also heard in, in Italy you can get houses for about one dollar. Oh yeah, yeah. I was researching that concept. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are also you gotta definitely renovate. Of course, Spend like twenty, course. thirty thousand for renovations. Stands, stands. Yeah, even so, that's it'd be a cool project for. <laughs> Probably better than somewhere in Detroit, right? That the everybody's well, yeah. most people leave in detroit I, I lived near detroit for many years i grew up there um oh really it, the place is kind of in shambles unfortunately oh okay so you can get yeah. really dirt cheap houses no <laughs> but who wants to live there <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's the good thing about japan there's not really any like kind of sketchy neighborhood so mm-hmm probably not much of a homelessness problem there either i would i would imagine not like in the u.s oh yeah definitely not not, not even close <laughs> yeah well great we've, we've touched on a lot of topics in this interview and yeah uh, it's cool it's cool it's getting to be over 40 minutes now so uh just to wrap things up uh just wanted to see where you know that for, first of all thanks for being a guest on the channel no, thanks Enjoy. thanks for having me appreciate sure. it yeah and where can people find more where, where can people find you online uh just my youtube channel at the travel banana uh, instagram at the travel banana one um and yeah I, oh then TikTok too but oh TikTok. <laughs> kind of just about started LinkedIn that, and but. facebook yeah linkedin LinkedIn, facebook i don't i don't really use those too much okay yeah cool and uh i've left a link in the description below where you can uh 
check out Russ's YouTube channel, Travel Banana. So check that out. And um, any other any other thing you would like to add? Uh, no, just thank thank you for having me on. I enjoyed the chat. Sure thing. Thanks so much for watching. Please subscribe to the channel. This has been another episode of Digital Nomad Adventures. Until next time, take care, stay safe. Peace from Thailand. Thank you.